Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Assalamu alaikum family, peace, healing, and light. And we are back for another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome, beautiful souls. On today's episode, I have a special guest joining me today, my beloved brother and CEO of Closing the Gap Broadcast Network, Student Minister James Muhammad, as we will be discussing today's topic, the one who endures until the end. Brother James, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing fine by Allah's grace, and I am exceedingly grateful for this wonderful opportunity to be on your broadcast. And I think it's a very special broadcast, not because I'm present, but (laughs) a special broadcast because you have been doing so well and dealing with such an important subject matter, healing, which covers a broad spectrum of different categories. So I'm very happy to be here, honored to be here. And of course, I want to greet all of you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> yes, yes. Wa salam, Brother James. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I am so grateful that you even extended the opportunity to share my journey and help share other people's journey, other people's um, healing journey as well. So I want to give you uh, my flowers as well. So thank you so much, Brother James. Um, now, before we get started on today's special and profound topic, now I know most of my viewers um, know you in regards to Closing the Gap broadcast. However, I do have um, viewers on my end that may not know much about you. So do you mind letting our audience know um, a little bit more about you? Well, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But where would you like me to start? I mean, (laughs) I'll start from when Allah blessed me to join the nation. That was in 1972. And from then on, of course, we were striving to be a good follower of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And then the intercession occurred, which of course was the fall of the nation. And many of us, myself included, fell with the nation and went back 
to the life. I grew up in the projects, which of course uh, attends with all of what young black males have to <laughs> overcome growing up in the project, not all, but many. It's difficult to escape incarceration, which I did not. It's difficult to escape the drug life, both selling and using, which I did not. <laughs> and so like many of our young brothers and some sisters, but many of our young brothers faced these obstacles growing up. And so I accepted Islam in the institution as I was locked up. And then mm. I came out in late 71, I think the summer of 71. Mm. And unfortunately, uh, I did not uh, go right to the mosque, <laughs> trying <laughs> to catch up on what I thought I missed in the three years I was behind bars. But Allah sent the messenger through uh, this hit team that tried to take me out. And I mm. got shot three times. Oh, wow. And so uh, after Allah blessed me to recover from that, I said, I think it's time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to the mosque. And I did. And it's been and it's a wonderful journey, wonderful experience. We were blessed to hold, you know, several positions in the mosque. We had what I believe was and is the best training under the historic Captain Yusuf Shah at Muhammad Mosque Number no. Seven, and of course the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was the minister there. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful journey. I actually got registered in Corona Queens in Moss number seven B. At mm. that time, it was under Brother Akbar, who was then called Brother Minister Larry 4X. Since then, uh, fast forwarding ahead, we were asked to come to Tampa to assume the position of the student minister of Tampa, which is now Muhammad Moss number 47, currently under the leadership of our dear brother, student minister, Chad Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And we were blessed to go over to St. Petersburg, Florida and to establish Muhammad Moss number 95 as a registered mosque in the nation in St. Petersburg, Florida. We were blessed to serve as an assistant to our dear brother, student minister, Rasul Muhammad, under whom and with whom I had learned so much. We were blessed to give the, have given the opportunity to hold several posts there. I won't list them, but there were several. And we learned so much under our dear brother. It was a trial, no question about it. But the trials are necessary to establish truth. Mm -hmm. And so any one of us, if you're listening and considering coming in the nation, and for those of you who have come in the nation and I've only been for a short time, be assured that you will be tried. Mm -hmm. Trial is what burns the dross of the world from which we exited and, and entered into the nation of Islam, but it burns the dross off of our souls, our minds, and of course, our bodies. So trials are necessary to establish truth and they also purify our motivation and intentions. Mm. So we're here now. Um, I'll wait until some more questions by Allah's grace uh, are posed to me. We're currently serving in the student ministry in Tampa, Florida. One of the staff, student minister staff members 
of the ministry class in Tampa, Florida, under the regional leadership of Minister Patrick Muhammad. My desire is to continue to work as long as I can breathe, mm. continue to work, to try. You really can't earn the mercy of Allah. And this in fact is why it is called mercy mm. and beneficence. It is a recipient or receipt of grace without ever having to earn that grace. Although we do have an obligation to show our commitment to Allah and his servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And this is what I hope and pray that Allah will bless me to do day in and day out until I retire, which of course, retirement for the Muslim is death. Hmm. But short of that, <laughs> keep working by the grace of Almighty God, Allah. Alhamdulillah. All praises due to Allah, Brother James. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I love that so much. Now, let's get started on today's topic. The one who endures until the end. And please, for my audience today, do not hesitate to put any questions you may have for my special guest, Brother James Muhammad, in the comment box below. So, in the context of this special broadcast today, we'll be discussing my brother James Muhammad's healing journey with leukemia. And the title of today's show came from a very impactful message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from his lecture entitled The Swing Song. He said, the race of life ain't for the swift. The race of life is not for the strong. The race of life is the one male or female who can endure the process until you accomplish your goal for which God brought you out of your mother's womb and gave you life. All praises to Allah. So from that, I thought in every struggle that we go through, in life, it's not about how quick you are to get to your goal or how strong you are, but it's more important about what you were able to endure and embrace during the process to accomplish that goal. Gotcha. And that brings me to my first question for you, Brother James. When were you first made aware of your diagnosis of leukemia and how did you process the news well that was back in October and um, I really <laughs> I went through a series of um, examinations because I was suffering some severe pain and sickness and didn't know why and so I went to the emergency room several times and underwent many scans and <laughs> tests mm. and nobody could tell me what was wrong. So mm. At some point, my primary care doctor thought it was my gallbladder because my gallbladder wasn't functioning as it should. It was in a very low percentage of functioning and so he did assure me that he didn't know he thinks it's my gallbladder but he didn't know and for a caveat he uh he said um well i'm not telling you this is going to solve your problem because we really don't know what it is mm. and so i had my gallbladder removed and that did not solve the, <laughs> the problem mm. so Again, continuing with a series of examinations until ultimately, and finally, he said, look, James, we don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to try one more thing, and that's a bone marrow biopsy. Mm. And so we uh, underwent the bone marrow biopsy, and then maybe two weeks or so later, he called me. And he said, well, I have good news and bad news. He said, 
the good news is we know what's wrong with you. He said, the bad news is you have leukemia. Mm. So when we were told this, of course, we went, uh, we set up an appointment to be with him and to decide what we would do moving forward. Mm -hmm. I can recall in that instance, upon my wife, upon hearing the news, I couldn't recall the resolve in her whole disposition. She wasn't going off with emotional outbursts. She wasn't expressing sadness or anything like that. The only thing I could see in her face was resolve, which mm. indicated to me that now, in her mind, now we know what's wrong with you. So now let's deal with this thing. <laughs> We're gonna deal with it. We're going to fight it. Yes. And she was resolute in her position that by the help of Allah, this would not take me out. We would do all that we can. And so we registered with the Moffitt Cancer Center, which is a very popular and very progressive cancer center. And I have to give them their props. They did a wonderful job caring for me. They did. I wasn't yeah. the <laughs> best patient. <laughs> but uh, they did a wonderful job and are doing a wonderful job because I am still receiving treatment. But this is called immunotherapy. And mm. so the immunotherapy is a precautionary therapy so that it won't return currently i'm in total and complete remission yes yes healing excellent by allah's grace and so i thank allah for the doctors i thank allah for the nurses i thank allah for the attendants i thank allah for the medicine and all of the procedures but no one can convince me that ultimately it was and is the prayers of the righteous mm. that did and is getting me through. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I was informed that everybody around the nation was praying for me from Chicago all the way to our city, to the West Coast. I mean, everywhere. And then I was informed that many of our Christian brothers and sisters were mm. praying for me. And so it was the prayers and is the prayers of the righteous that have availed me being in a healthy state in, at this particular time. So um, all praise is due to Allah. Oh, wow. All praise is due to Allah, Brother James. Oh, wow. Uh, I was definitely... Uh, definitely uh in shocked when i heard the news however i had just met met you right. i was acquainted with you at the time um so uh just to hear your process now and how everything is going and just how much you were able to build up your strength more just with the prayers of the believers and you know our christian family and so um really help in is helping you on your healing journey so all praises is due to a lot now um do you mind letting us know uh more about like what is leukemia in his act well it's interesting Le leukemia the leukemia uh that i had was referred to as corrupt what is referred to as baby cells. They call them baby cells. These are cell, cells that are not permitted to grow to maturity. Mm. And as such, they ultimately become corrupt and cancerous because they are not permitted wow. to grow to maturity. They affect your immune system. And so your immune system it is depleted virtually depleted and you have to build it back up now the chemotherapy destroys everything it destroys not only 
the the bad cells, but the good cells mm -hmm. as well, because they really don't know from whence this leukemia or cancer comes from. When I ask my doctors, well, how did I get it? I'm relatively healthy. I try to live a good life, you know. Um, I don't live a riotous life of drinking and smoking and abuse, although I had many years ago in the past. So I thought this may have been as a result of my former life before coming in the nation and I couldn't escape the consequences, but no. They said, we don't know. They were very candid, they just said, we don't know. My primary care doctor said, bad luck. Wow. <laughs> you, and of course you don't want to hear that. Yeah. Like the doctor to give you some medical uh, response. But by the grace of Allah, you know, we have the supreme example as to how to deal with trial, you see. And that is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who I believe was praying for us. Also, he certainly expressed his concern and wanted to be updated as to how my health was progressing. But he's the supreme example mm -hmm. as to how to conduct ourselves when we are blessed, I would say, with a trial from Almighty God Allah. You see, so he was first and foremost in my mind as an example as to how I should conduct myself. I did not spend, I don't think, one day of worry. By the, and that's not because I'm it was so strong and you know so faithful or any of uh, those accolades. They're certainly not attributable to me. I was faithful. And I did exhibit some strength, but I had lost so much weight at initially, and I was very weak. But I was confident. When I found out that the believers were praying for me the way they were praying, I had no, I had no worries. And when I looked up the word affliction, I said, I, I don't fit that, <laughs> you know? I'm sick, but I don't feel afflicted. I feel confident. I feel at peace. And of course, my beloved wife was with me every step of the way. In fact, she actually moved into the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yes. She did, and they provided for her, and she actually moved into the hospital with me. And she was, they had to tell her, listen, this is our job. The nurses were telling her, we appreciate, you know, you want to care for your husband, but this is our job. She was doing everything that she could, yes. <laughs> you know, that the nurses were supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. you know. But by the grace of Allah, you know, my wife for 41 years, big factor in my uh, recovery. I yes. mean, a huge factor in my recovery. She's been there and she is there. And the believers and my family, just fantastic. And I just didn't have time or reason to worry. Yes. By Allah's grace. And he's bringing me through thus far. And I'm confident he will. I believe, this is my personal belief, I believe he has something for me to do. Hmm. And he's not going to let me go until I identify it and do it. And then I could say, Asalaamu Alaikum, yes. <laughs> you know. But I believe that because my life has been a series of abusive behavior, mm. you know, with drugs, with alcohol, with just really my adult life before the nation and when the nation fell. Mm. Just a history of uh, serious abuse. But Allah has fixed that. You know, I mean, 
He has been with me all the time, even in my inordinance and disobedience. I believe his mercy was always with me. Mm. And so I owe. And I have to, not that I could ever pay the debt to him and to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. We could never pay the debt that we owe to them, but uh, we have to live our life trying to do all that we can do with the time that Allah has allotted us. Hmm. That's my disposition now. I love to preach the word, and so I will do that until I can't do it anymore. And then, even then, if I'm still alive, then by Allah's grace, I'll find something else, some other way to serve. But my life has to be a life of service. Mm -hmm. And that's what's getting me through thus far, by Allah's grace. Yes, yes. All praise due to Allah. Wow, that was beautiful, Brother James. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for that. You know, as you were speaking, um, you know, um, even with you answering that first question, just in regards to um, the prayers you received um, from the believers and so and the support that you received from your beautiful wife. Um, why do you believe when one is going through a hard trial or affliction why do you believe or if you do believe um support or even having that connection with a lot is so important to get through that affliction or trial well it's important because we have to accept that Allah is the only reality I mean you know we say and I'm sure you've heard the expression, may have used it yourself, everything is real. Yes. But the reality of it is, is that everything is not real. Mm. The only reality is Allah. Mm. And when we're going through trial, it is him and him alone to whom, in whom we seek refuge. Because no matter what the reality that we perceive is, Allah God is the only reality and we are blessed that we know him in the person of master far muhammad so we have a personal relationship with allah we know his personal name and of course we know his title which is allah and we know how he looks see that's the blessing we're not praying to a spook or an unidentifiable spirit. We know how he looks. We have a picture of him. Not that the flesh is God, but the flesh is God because what is housing the flesh is the spirit of the Supreme Being, the knowledge and power of the Supreme Being, being manifested in and through flesh. So for all intents and purposes, the flesh is God. The teaches us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, but also the word became flesh and dwelled among men. So in every aspect, in every expression of the presence of the supreme being, it is the presence of God in the word, in the thought in the spirit and in the flesh. Ooh. Well, that was beautiful. I, I want to <laughs> talk about it, Brother James. That was so beautiful. I, I felt that one. <laughs> all, all praise, praise is, to Allah. Yes, all praise to Allah. Uh, now, I, for my next question, um, do you mind um, just going into details um, and explaining to us just some of the things that you may have went through during the, I want to say, healing journey um, with leukemia. Well, let me say this as I was talking about the description of leukemia and how it is referred to as baby cells. Mm, yes. And I thought 
for every physical reality, there is a spiritual counterpart. So when they told me that it was referred to as baby cells not permitted to mature, which caused them to become corrupt and cancerous, I thought about us in the nation of Islam. There are many of us who come who are potential stars and babies in the religion. And oftentimes they meet the impediment of those who are already in position. And unfortunately, some of them are star killers. Mm. Not that they necessarily want to be, but for whatever reasons, their actions result in that. And what it told me was the babies that are coming to Islam, we must allow them to flourish. We must allow them to grow. We not only must allow them to grow, but our responsibility, those of us who are older and those of us who have been there uh, here for some time, our responsibility is to create an environment in which they can flourish and they can grow. Otherwise, they may become corrupt, disenchanted, disheartened, and then they may leave. I liken that unto the baby cells who were not permitted or were not permitted to grow. Hmm. So I thought about that spiritual counterpart and it just made me to understand more of my role as a person who was referred to as a pioneer or an elder or a senior. I accept them only due to the fact that uh, in my current mosque, I'm the oldest believer in the mosque, but I don't feel old <laughs> at all, you know? So, but I accept my responsibility to make sure that those who come uh, to the mosque, the babies, that I can play my part in creating an environment as I assist our dear brother, student minister, Chad Muhammad, to help him create an environment in which the new ones can flourish. Hmm. Now, it was a great deal of pain initially when I didn't know what it was that was troubling me. Mm -mm. It was a new kind of pain. I, I've never experienced it before. But it was very, very painful. Uh, particularly in my abdomen. That's what made them think it was my gallbladder. Excuse me. But it was extremely painful. Mm. I can only imagine what I was putting my wife through because, you know, when you're in pain, boy, you really are uh, a mess. <laughs> you, know, you know, very short patience, you know. But uh, it was very, very painful. And I went from 194 pounds down to 160. Mm -hmm. And I just could not eat, couldn't keep anything down. In fact, the... Uh, just even the smell of any kind of food mm. would make me very, very sick, violently ill, and I just couldn't eat. And that's why you lose so much weight. I was uh, confined to the bed and people were telling, you know, everybody was telling me, you gotta get up, you gotta, you gotta move, you gotta force yourself. But it just would take the desire out of you to do anything except rest yes except sleep but you have to fight it you know the most disturbing part of it was not knowing what's wrong with you mm. nobody could tell you what's wrong with you yes. you know so that was it i i went in to the hospital to get examined when we decided to go with Moffitt Center. And they examined me and admitted me the same day. So I had to stay in the hospital for, I think it was three months. But uh, 
I mean, I have to say that their service was just excellent. And what impressed me so much in Moffitt Center was the knowledgeable attendants, the nurses, because that's what we dealt with, the nurses, the physician assistants, uh, assistants, and the remarkable youthfulness of them. They were in their 20s and they knew so much and they handled you so well. Some in their, you know, low thir uh, uh, 30s, beginning 30s, and some in, the, in their 20s. And I had to remark, how do you all know so much? I mean, <laughs> we, we, I was really impressed. And I said to him, and unfortunately, it was mostly Asian and Caucasian. So in my mind, I'm saying, we have a long way to go. You know, we need doctors. Yes. We need physicians. We need nurses. We need knowledgeable medical attendants. You know, we need all of that as a people. Hmm. But I can say that, you know, this was a realm, if such there is, where no hint of racism, no hint of bigotry, no hint of discrimination. The objective of everybody involved was to make sure the patient got all that they needed and that ultimately they would get better. Mm. No one, I don't care, even the janitors, no one was rude. No one made you feel uncomfortable. I had to ask, I said, do you have a, a special course for bedside manner? <laughs> they said, no, we're just trained very very well yes you know and they were trained very very well so i thank allah i thank allah for yes. them may allah bless them and uh again second only to the prayers of the righteous mm -hmm. and of course the mercy of almighty god allah i thank those attendants those nurses and those doctors at moffitt cancer center I didn't mean to do do a commercial for them, but I have to tell you, <laughs> we have to give credit where credit is due. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. Our praise due to Allah. And if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please so show your support. I'm sorry, by donating today. I will leave information to donate on the screen below. I love you all. Now let's get back to today's episode. The one who endures until the end with our brother, James Muhammad. Wow. Brother James, I am loving you. Just letting us know just how your journey's been with leukemia. Um, I can tell just with you speaking how much Allah has poured into you his strength you know, in order to endure uh, this this challenging time in your life. Um, so glad that you're going through, I want to say remission and completed remission, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, and total remission. That's yes. how I classify it. All praise <laughs> to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, all praises due to Allah. Now, I know I have spoke about the importance of having that support from others and also having that connection with God when you're going through any affliction or um, disappointment um, and what so. Now, I must say this is what I'm believing. I'm, I believe you had to have a ton of faith to uh, get through this journey with leukemia. So do you mind just speaking on the importance of faith when you're enduring any affliction or struggle in your life? Well, none of us, if we have any sense, are going to ascribe to ourselves being faithful. That's determined by Allah, and it is determined by how we ultimately respond to 
a trying situation. So I would say in terms of faith, I believe that I I would get well. I believe that it was all by the permission of Allah. And you reflect not only necessarily how long you have left, you reflect on that too. But you begin to think, at least I did, I began to think about, wow, what have I done? Mm. You know, what have I really used this life that Allah has given me? Have, did I use it to the maximum? You know, what, what, what could I have done better? And sometimes you feel a little regret because you don't, I did anyway, mm. you don't think you did enough. Yes. Things that you could do more, you know. So you ask Allah, not necessarily for long life, but you ask Allah, could you, could I, like I did, I said, could I have some more time? There's so much more. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted, you know, asking for a long life. Mm-hmm. Longevity of life has its place. But I, I, I just felt in my breast and in my soul, my spirit, that I had some more to do. Mm. Could, could I just have some more time, you know, to accomplish? I believe I have identified what my purpose in life is. And I believe it is to uh, to deliver the word, to teach and to preach the word and to testify to the greatness of Allah and his servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But you're still not sure and you want more time, mm-hmm. please give me more time to identify why you even gave me life in the beginning mm. and help me to fulfill the purpose for which you gave me life. So I found myself asking for that, you know, and thanking, of course, Allah for the time that I had. But I had so such a wonderful support system, yes, uh, or support base that I just didn't have time or justification to feel bad or to worry. Anytime you know, I started feeling kind of bad, you know, in my spirit. My wife was there to encourage me, you know. My brothers were there to encourage me. My dear brother. Um, student minister Chad Muhammad, brother whom I love very, very much. He was there. He was one of the few that came to visit me, you know, and counsel with me in the hospital. And when I was out, not because people didn't want to come, but you know, you really don't want to see mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people. You really don't, you yeah. know, especially when I lost all that weight and, you know, looking bad. You know, I, I really didn't want a lot of people to come and to see me in that condition. Yeah. He was there. He came to the hospital. He sat with me and talked with me and counseled with me. And uh, we counseled with each other. I really loved that brother and his family. So that I just had such a wonderful support base. Yes. I just didn't have any justification for feeling bad, you know, for feeling regretful or anything like that. So Allah was really and is being really merciful in this journey. The The title of this particular interview or theme is The One Who Endures to the End, which of course is part of the scripture in Ecclesiastics. I think it's the ninth chapter, the 11th verse. I heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan say or respond uh, to that particular scripture. But he was talking about the process of life. Hmm. I really can't, you know, uh, assignate that, uh, that title to me because the end is not yet here. Hmm. So... When I read it, I said, the one. I said, well, that can't be talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, because it's not the end. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, none of us know how we will end up. We'd like to believe 
certain things about how our lives will be spent and ultimately end, but um, we just don't know. Yes. You know, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, the process to which that scripture is referring is from birth to meeting with God. Mm. See, that's the process. So the race is not to the swift nor to the strong, but to he or she who endures to the end. The end of the process is to become one with our creator, to become one with God, to be a manifestation of God in and through our being. Hmm. Be of one mind and spirit with God. That's the end. And we haven't reached that yet. And we hope and pray that we will. And the Quran promises that we will. It says man is ever struggling, striving, and of course women, to meet with God. And then it says unequivocally, he will meet him. Not maybe he will meet him. He will meet him. So that's an assurance. Mm. You see? as long as we stay in the process. And I just wanna say to any of us who are in the nation and are listening and are going through some difficulty, stay in the process. Don't leave. No matter what you undergo, as difficult as it may be, stay in the process. And Allah God, Master Farid Muhammad will bring you through. Inshallah. Mm. All praise due to Allah. Ooh, you are speaking to my soul, Brother James. <laughs> All praise oh, due to Allah. To Allah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we still have some time here. And if it, if any of my um, audience would like to put a question up for our dear Brother James Muhammad, please do so now. Um, now, my next question for you is, in what ways did you personally, personally, I'm sorry, pull on the strength of Allah God to get you through your healing journey with leukemia? You know, when people ask me about my strength, I'm very hesitant because it ain't no strength of mine. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I had and have a wonderful support base and mm-hmm. I drew strength from the prayers of the righteous and of course from my support base which is primarily my my wife mm. and my um daughter and uh it was i don't know if you can call it strength but it was acceptance that i'm not in control Ooh. You see, once we accept that it is Allah that's in control, not me, not the doctors, they have their part to play, no question about it. But ultimately, Allah is in control. And when we accept that Allah is in control and we resign our life or relinquish what we may think is our control, then that brings about a certain peace. And I guess in the peace is a certain strength. Yes. Because you know it's up to Allah. Allah, you got this. And then of course you do what is necessary to do. You do your part. You take your medications. You make sure that you, when you're scheduled for a doctor's appointment, you eat according to how they tell you to eat you know, which is a blessing because I've already, I was already eating according to how to eat to live. Yes. And I'm telling you brothers and sisters, that is our saving grace. Make no mistake about it because all they could do was remark on how, how my health was in spite of the cancer. They all kept saying, Wow, we just can't believe you are 70. I was 73 at the time. 
you you just can't they I would just can't believe it. and they were calling each other into the 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 room said guess how old this man is you'll never <laughs> guess how old this man is. <laughs> and they were just remarking over my general health mm. but uh it is because of the life of a muslim mm. the diet of a muslim how to eat to live by the honorable Elijah Muhammad and I wasn't following it perfectly let me hasten to say that lest I uh, deceive <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't following it perfectly but I was following it pretty good yes. you know and I was in according to the doctors excellent shape mm. aside from of course the cancer you know so i i don't know about the strength except the resignation that allah is at the helm of this allah is in control of yes. this whatever happens as long as i'm doing my part yes then allah has control over this and the uh, abiding feeling and thought that i'm not finished yet i have something else to do i don't mm. necessarily know exactly what it is but i have something else to do and allah is not going to let me go until i find it and do it inshallah Yes, yes, yes. All praises due to Allah. And I must say, Brother James, uh, 70 wear. You look amazing. All I think my audience will agree. Yes. <laughs> All praises due to Allah. Yes, yes, yes. Praises due to Allah. Thank you so much for that. Um now <sighs> Just hearing your testimony is really really speaking to me even though i may not be going through or went through what you're going through in exact um yeah. it's it's speaking on just how to handle struggle and disappointment in any area in your life Mm-hmm. So I am so grateful for this moment and this opportunity with you and so grateful that you are able and was able to just come on here with me and express and share um your healing journey with leukemia. I know um some people may want to keep certain things like that um to themselves. Um so I just want to say I'm grateful that you were able to come on and share your journey with us. Um so yes. Yeah, I'm the grateful one. Let me say something about disappointment. Yes. Disappointments we will inevitably have. All of us who are listening, all of us who are alive, we will have disappointments. It is not the disappointment that is the key thing it is how we respond to it and handle disappointment look at that word the honorable minister louis farrakhan passed that word dis meaning not or missing appointment an appointment is a place or a position or some circumstance that you anticipate arriving at mm-hmm. so disappointment according to the honorable minister louis farrakhan means that which we anticipated having or enjoying or doing we could not or did not have it or do it so the disappointment is something that will occur in our lives but it is how how we handle it it always brings me back to that conversation that shaitan had with allah in the quran in a few places in the quran one of which he actually uses the word disappointment mm. he says 
since you have caused me to remain disappointed. I will lie in wait for them in thy straight path, and I will come at them from before them and behind them and from their right and their left. And when I am through, you will not find many of them grateful. So Shaitan or Satan's goal and objective is to make us ungrateful for what Allah has blessed us mm -hmm. with because of a trial that we may be uh, have to undergo or Allah is permitting us to undergo. So disappointment, we have to guard against becoming ungrateful for the many blessings that Allah has bestowed upon us. Although in our perception, that which we wanted, he didn't allow us to have, you see? So ingratitude. And it says Allah hates ingratitude because ingratitude is the objective of Satan. To make the believer ungrateful for what Allah has blessed the believer with. So we're going to be disappointed. We will have disappointment. But don't let disappointment lead us to ingratitude. Reflect on what we have, what Allah has blessed us with, even as basic as having eyes to see, a tongue with which to speak, and ears with which to hear, and lungs with which to breathe, and taste buds with which <laughs> to taste uh, the, the food we so enjoy, you know? Reflect on what we have yes. by Allah's grace. Tease, Brother James. Oh my gosh, I have the chills just listening to you. Whew, our praises, praises do. Do Allah. Yes, I'm, yes, I, yes. I'm full. I have to admit I am full, but this is experience this is my testimony. Yes. Not just the leukemia, but my whole life. Mm. That with what I was engaged in prior to being a member of the Nation of Islam, it should have taken me out. You know? But Allah's mercy was ever present. And I can never pay that debt. You know, to yes. Allah and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I love that man. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. I do too. I know we all do as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Brother James. Oh, you was on point today. Ooh, I might have to go back and just listen all to this multiple times. <laughs> yes, sir. So I see here we do have um, a question. I can go mm -hmm. ahead and uh, do this question before we end today's show. I have a question here for um, from Michael J. H. Oh, Muhammad. That's my brother. Yes, our generation. <laughs> brother oh, Michael. Yes, sir. He comes with beautiful questions. So he has here um, enduring a similar illness that our very own Messiah, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, has to endure battling cancer. Um, what insight did you gain of the type of faith and strength such a man has and had to have at that time? Well, I reflect upon his disposition of mind, his expressed disposition of mind when he was at, I think, one of the peak times of his pain and his suffering. He did not ask Allah to heal him. Mm. or relieve him of the pain. His whole expression was an expression of gratitude for Allah permitting him to have life in this universe, in his universe, for him to do the work that is doing. Just a whole expression of gratitude. That impacted on me. And when you are in pain, you're going to really, it's just natural. Oh, Allah, please. <laughs> I can't take this. Please just <laughs> remove this pain. Oh my God, you know. But uh, that was not his position. And I have a small, in ratio proportion, I have or had 
a small amount of pain as compared to what he has suffered and is suffering. But here's a man through his pain never stopped working. Mm. See, that's the strength from which I am drawing. You see? He never stopped working. It's one thing not to be complaintive, you know? But it's another thing to not only not complain, but work through your pain. Yes. And he was in excruciating pain, delivering two and three hour lectures. I remember him relating to us that when he was in the hospital bed and he had summoned uh, Steve Harvey to his bedside. And Steve Harvey thought that he just wanted to share some things with him. Uh, I don't know what he thought, you know, but he was telling Steve Harvey, would you please tell the people to meet me? I think the, uh, it was in Chicago that Savior's Day, to meet me in Chicago for Savior's Now, here's a man that just went through a, well, a, a pelvic exoneration mm. where you take out a lot of your insides, you, you remove them. And he's laying there talking about, tell the people to meet me for <laughs> <laughs> Savior's Day in Chicago. Because his concern was... I must deliver the word. It reminds me of that Quranic instruction from Allah. Oh, messenger, deliver the message. And if thou do it not, thou hast not delivered the message. But if thou do it, I will protect you from men. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the personification, the walking expression and manifestation of that scripture. So with a leader in front of you like that, we have so much to draw from. So much. Yes. And that's who I draw from. Him, his experience. Allah, of course, his mercy. But Allah's mercy, we have very little to do with. Rahim. Ar-Rahman or Ar-Rahman Rahim is the beneficent and merciful. That word beneficence means the giver of graces without ever having to uh, earn them. So we don't earn his beneficence. He gives it. He bestows mm. his beneficence and his mercy. So he does that on his own. You understand what I'm saying, dear sister? He does that. And the Bible, of course, backs that up as well. It is by Allah's mercy, God's mercy, that we are blessed. And I am convinced that I am a recipient of his mercy, his beneficence. Nobody can convince me otherwise. All praises due to Allah. Yes. Thank you for your question, Brother Michael. Yes, Love yes. You, brother. Beautiful question, Brother Michael. Thank you so much for that. And I just want to say thank you so, so, so very much, Brother James, for joining me today on this well-needed topic. The one who endures until the end. I would also like to thank my amazing audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. I pray that this episode was informative, valuable, and healing to you all. Also, be sure to share, like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast stations. Closing the Gap Broadcast Network on Facebook and YouTube and Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help get the message out to those in need of healing and light. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, I am offering a 90-minute consultation call that would include a copy of my ebook, Heal Yourself for Free. 
More information will be in today's show notes, including information for today's amazing guest, my beloved brother, student minister, James Muhammad. (laughs) Brother James, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for our audience today? Well, I would like to ask the audience again, I would like to reiterate to continue to tune in to Healing with Angelica. Wonderful, wonderful broadcast. Continue to do so. And we have a, a few others that we would ask you to, to tune into. We have the Farrakhan generation on the uh, Closing the Gap broadcast network. We have Liberated Sisters out on the West Coast with our dear sister, Charlene uh, Muhammad. We have, uh, of course, uh, closing the gap on Saturday. Please tune in on that. We have our beloved brother and national representative, student national representative of the Latino community, brother student minister Abel with Nuestra NOI that is broadcasting on the Closing the Gap broadcast network. And of course, did I say the Farrakhan generation? Did I miss anybody? Oh, we have our dear sister and doctor our newest uh, broadcast, Sister Dr. Patrice Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And she is sharing with me some very, very important healing points and advice. So I feel really blessed for a brother to grow up in the hood, in the projects and to have experienced what I experienced as a young black man growing up in the hood and just really where Allah has brought me is just phenomenal. Mm. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I would be in the position I'm in, which is to be a CEO of several, uh, of a broadcast network, a student in the ministry, first and foremost, of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, cleaned up and focused, you know, that's attributed to Almighty God Allah and His Christ, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. May Allah continue to bless him, grant him success, and the fulfillment of the promise that he has given him. And surely Allah breaks not his promise. May he be blessed to get his reward and return to us whole. I believe that he will. I fervently believe that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad will heal him, send him back to us, and his very presence will be a teaching that will convert the people in seconds when they see it. I believe that. Yes, sir. I don't know if I'll be here. I hope to be here and pray to be here, to be a witness to it. But I believe whether I'm here or not, I believe that he will go to the wheel and be healed and come back, renewed. We'll know it's him, but it'll be a new Farrakhan. (laughs) <laughs> with with the new teaching and <laughs> so all praises due to Allah yes 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 all praises due to Allah thank you again for this opportunity thank you again for again allowing me the opportunity to join the network and to to continue the uh, spreading of light and healing to those that are in need of it. And again, thank you again for joining me. And I also like to thank my beloved um, healing tribe as well. My beautiful audience. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern to join me and my guests. So I leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, healing and light. Thank you.